If you have your Bibles this morning, turn to Exodus chapter 4. Exodus chapter 4. We're going to talk this morning a little bit about something more, I believe. God wants us to believe that there is something more. Exodus 4, beginning at verse 1, the Bible says this, Then Moses answered and said, Suppose they will not believe me or listen to my voice, because the Lord is speaking to Moses here from a burning bush, and he's telling him to go down to Pharaoh. And he says, Suppose they say, The Lord has not appeared to you. So the Lord said to him, What is in your hand? He said, A rod. And he said, Cast it on the ground. So he cast it on the ground, and it became a serpent. And Moses fled from it. Then the Lord said to Moses, Reach out your hand and take it by the tail. He reached out his hand, caught it, and it became a rod in his hand. The Lord said that they may believe that the Lord God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has appeared to you. It's interesting to me here, this, we know this story, many of us know this story about Moses and the burning bush and him going down to Pharaoh, to Egypt to say, let my people go and how Aaron was going to be his talking piece. Uh, we were familiar with the story, but as I begin to read this story again, a word stood out to me uh, about Moses talking with Pharaoh. You notice he didn't say, go down to Pharaoh uh, so that Pharaoh will let my people go. That's not what he said right there. Not what he said, even though that's the ultimate point. God said, go down and tell Pharaoh this so that they will what? Believe. Believe. It's interesting how much emphasis God puts on believing. Believing. If you can only believe. Now this word believe is defined as a firm persuasion. It's defined as an unwavering assurance. It's defined as an action. Here's the thing. An action inducing conviction. Or it's a conviction also inducing action. If you really believe. Believing is not lip service. I believe that. Yeah, well, you say that. Believing is action based on conviction. If you really believe it, you'll step in it. I remember a story, Pastor Phil, uh, who used to pastor this church for 20 years and who will be here, by the way, um, not too long from now. He'll be here in July. And uh, he told a story to me one time. He talked about a man who uh, was dared to cross Niagara Falls. See if you ever heard this story. And uh, they threw a line, a rope, from one side of the falls to the other side of the falls. And the man said, listen, not only can I walk across Niagara Falls on this line, on this rope, he said, but I'll take this wheelbarrow and I'll roll it across. And they said, you, you can't do that. You're not going to do that. You take a wheelbarrow across Niagara Falls. Do you, do you see Niagara Falls? Look down there. He said, I see it, and I'll do it. They said, okay, do it. So he did it. He walks from one side to the other with the barrel. He said, now, I'm not done. I'm not finished with what I'm doing here. He said, I'll tell you what I'll do now. I'll fill it with dirt. 
fill it to the brim with dirt, make it heavier, and then I'll go back across. They said, now look, you took a chance going across with the wheelbarrow. Now you're going to fill it with dirt? You can't, you can't do that. He said, okay, I'll do it. So he filled it with dirt. He said, do it. He went all the way across to the other side. And he said to them, now do you believe I can do what I said I was going to do? They said, yeah, we believe it. He said, do you really believe it? They said, yeah, we believe it. So he took out all the dirt and said, get in then. <laughs> Come on now. You believe it. Let's go. If you believe it, let's go. I believe God is saying to something to some of us that if you believe it, let's go. Get in the wheelbarrow. If you believe it, come on, let's go. I think for some of us, it's time for us to stop staring and looking up, staring up the steps <laughs> and start stepping up the stairs. Come on, somebody. It's time to step out. Let's start moving. God said, if you believe, let's do it. You want to start a business? Stop talking about starting a business and do it. Come on, you want to change jobs? Don't quit your other job first, but start looking. Come on, you want to go back to school? Stop talking about everybody else got a degree and I never did get my chance. You're still alive. You're still breathing. Come on, let's do it. God is saying, let's do it. But first, before you to take action, you have to believe. It is action-inducing conviction. That's what believing is. One woman said this, don't be afraid to believe. She said, because don't be afraid of your fears. Your fears are not there to scare you. They're there to let you know that there's something worth it on the other side. That's what your fear is there for. Don't believe. Here's why we should believe. Let me give you four reasons why it's important for us to believe, the importance of believing. The first thing is, believing is significant to God. It's significant to God. In fact, it's more than significant. Believing is paramount to God. You know that you can't even get into heaven without believing. Believe with your heart. God didn't just say believe, kind of believe, believe in your mind. No, believe in your heart is an action-inducing conviction. Believe in your heart. When you really begin to understand God's character and you be begin to know what really matters to him, you understand the significance that he puts on believing, believing. We can see that there is no limit to the preponderance of value that God places on believing. It's paramount to him. There ain't no half-stepping when it comes to God. No, it's, it's either this way or that. You're either cold or hot. Don't be lukewarm. I don't like lukewarm. Back in Genesis 15, 5, it says, Then he brought him outside and said, Look toward heaven. He's talking to Abraham making a covenant with him. Look toward heaven. Look at the stars. Count them if you can count them. And then he said to him, so shall your descendants be. And the Bible says that Abraham believed God. And you know it. God counted it to him as what? As righteousness. It wasn't a righteous act, but believing what God said made him righteous. It's significant to God. It's significant to him. The second thing is, it's God's requirement not his suggestion. God doesn't suggest to us, I suggest you believe. You really should believe. No, it's his requirement. Without faith, it is what? Come on. Impossible to please God. You can't do it without faith. John 3.18, you know John 3.16, who can quote it? For God so that he only, that what? Believe it. 
shall not perish but have everlasting life. Down two more verses, it says this. He who believes in him is not condemned, but, watch what he says now, but, this is Jesus speaking, he who does not believe is condemned already. You're already condemned because you have not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. You're already condemned if you don't believe. Do you understand how paramount believing is? Believing in your heart. Acts 16, 29 to 31. This is right after uh, and at midnight. <laughs> Come on, you remember that. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and, get, and sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them. And the foundations were shaken. And everyone's bands were loose. You know all of that. Well, you know that the guard at that time said, listen, the, these folks are loose. And now I'm about to die. They're going to kill me because I let them get free. Paul said, don't harm yourself. We're all here. And he couldn't believe it so much until uh, he called for a light. He ran in and he fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. And he brought them out and he said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? You know what Paul and Silas said? They didn't say, well, you got to get circumcised. Well, you got to jump through a few hoops. Well, you got to follow the law. Well, you got to say four uh, Hail Marys. <laughs> Come on now. No, no, no. They didn't say that. You want to know what they said? They said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. Watch this now. And your household. You and your whole house. Why? Just believe. That's where it begins. If you don't believe, you're not going to do it. If you don't believe, you're going to do it halfway. If you believe, you're going to stop at the first sign of trouble. If you believe, you're going to get over a few humps, but you're not going to make it to the end if you don't believe. If you believe, you'll make it to the end. Come on, somebody. It's God's requirement in receiving anything from him. Mark eleven twenty four. you know it, the bedrock, some call it, of faith. It says, therefore, I say to you, whatsoever things you ask when you pray, what? Come on. Believe, believe that you receive them and you will have them. He wants us to believe. We already said this, number three, it, it displays righteousness. You know, God counted it to Abraham as righteousness. If you believe, not the acts that you do, not helping folks across the street, not giving to missions, although all of those things are wonderful, but those actions should come out of our salvation, not a, a bridge to get us to salvation. Come on, somebody. Uh, but God said, believe, I'll count it to you as righteousness if you what? Believe. Come on. Believe. And finally, number four, it's contagious. It is absolutely infectious when you believe. When you believe. In Acts chapter 2, Peter began to share his belief with anyone who would listen. He had spent time with Jesus and he had seen signs and wonders. In fact, he even performed a couple himself. Peter stepped down out of the boat. And he walked on the water. As much as we talk about Peter, and he was a hothead, and he rebuked Jesus, and he did all of these things. Peter walked on the water. He did walk on the water. I mean, last time I checked, he walked on the water. It wasn't because he was such a good guy. It wasn't because he never made any mistakes. It was because he believed enough, and he had his actions, come on somebody, said that he believed. 
He believed his conviction made him act on it. And it's contagious. When he preached, because of all of that, he began to preach his belief to others. He preached to anyone who would listen. And his, his action, his belief was so infectious that 3,000 people were added to the church. Because he believed and he preached it. There was action behind it because of his belief. Listen, I can tell you, you can, you can tell when a preacher or somebody who's not really convicted gets up and says a few things. Politician, speaker, whatever. They get up and they say a few things and they're not really convicted about what they're saying. It don't make you believe. You, yeah, okay, well, maybe, we'll see, I don't know. You ever came across a salesman? I, I, listen, if anybody's in here a salesman, please forgive me. But I, I really, salespeople, but you got to do it. We need it. We got to have salespeople. It's not for me, you know. But I tell you, I have come across some salespeople that are so convicted. I mean, I, I, I was believing. I was almost giving money for, you know, vacuum cleaner, some kind of thing, some, you know, extra thing that you put on your shoe. I don't even know what it is, but he believed it so much. I said, man, the thing must work. <laughs> You're convicted about it. I didn't pull the money all the way out, though, but... But I'm telling you, Peter, because he believed so much, it was infectious. I was reading about this man, Roger Bannister. Do you know, before 1954, it was, it was unheard of to run a, a four-minute mile. Now, I know this. I was in the Army some years ago when I didn't look like this. But, uh, and I know about running. We used to get up. We'd run six miles in, you know, some morning. Let's just go. Let's just run. We start running six miles crazy enough to do it too and uh so i know about running and and we had we had to take a physical uh you know physical test uh, you had to run two miles in so many minutes and all that so i i know about uh, running in under a certain time and before 1954 running a four minute mile was unheard of was, you just couldn't do it in fact no one even tried it because you couldn't do it you can't run a mile in four minutes or less so no one would even try it until this man roger bannister he said you know what I'm going to try this. I believe I can do it. And he made it. He ran the, the mile in under four minutes. Here's the thing about it, though. I mean, it's a great accomplishment. But do you know that since then, over 500 people have run the mile in under four minutes? His, his, his action and his belief was so infectious and contagious that immediately everybody started trying it. Do you know how long his record lasted? You would think, man, this is such an accomplishment. It lasted 46 days. <laughs> 46 days. Why? <laughs> hey, if he can do it, come on. Belief is infectious. Belief is contagious. You want to be a witness for God? Believe. Believe. Live out your belief. Come on. According to track and field news, and listen, a 10 high school students are in the record books for accomplishing this as well. Not just old people or older people to high school students, you know, 25 is old. old older people uh, in their 20s, uh, you know, who have trained for all these years. I mean, a high school student said, listen, if you can do it, I can do it. I ain't even trained. I'm just going to get up. I'm young. I can do it. Come on. Believing is infectious and it's contagious. This morning, this morning, I read a story about a lady who was hiking in Hawaii. Some of you may have heard of this. May, you may have not heard of it. She's a, and she got lost in the forest in Hawaii. She was hiking. She got lost. And she found herself there lost. And she suffered through a flash flood. And in the midst of that, she broke her leg. 
So now she's lost, got a broken tibia, and uh, her shoes came off. <laughs> and, and now uh, she's out there, no food, no water, nothing. Uh, and what's she going to do? And she said, it came to the point uh, that she said, you know, I'm going to die out here. But then she said to herself, you know what? She said these words, I believe I'm going to live. That's what she said. I believe I'll live. I believe I'll make it. She was out there 17 days. She picked berries and guava to eat uh, wherever she could find them. She drank water when it was clear enough and it looked like it wouldn't make her sick. So she drank that. Uh, she took care of a bum knee and a broken leg. Uh, she nursed sunburn that was so bad on her that it got infected. Come on. Uh, she walked without her shoes, which were swept away in the flood, uh, you know, and she was trying to dry them out. Uh, they, they got swept away in the flood. So you want to tell me that the odds were not against her? And she came to this point where she thought she might die, but she said to herself, I believe I'll live. I believe I'll live. You see, when you have a belief, when you have a belief, even when all odds are against you, even when there is no hope, when you have a belief, you begin to pick berries and eat guava to live. When you have a belief, you'll go down to the river and drink some water out of the river to live. When you have a belief, you begin to walk on a broken leg to get to where you need to go. When you believe, you'll do whatever it takes to get there. Come on, somebody. When you believe, when you really believe, it is conviction that spawns action. Conviction that spawns action. You know, belief is the difference, folks, between success and failure. It is the difference. You know, one of the things that I've noticed about successful people, I, I've, I've noticed this, is that most of the time, successful people, uh, I don't really find that they're so much more talented or gifted than you. I really don't. I mean, I know there's basketball players and there's mathematicians and I, you know, they're, yes, people are gifted. But for the most part, successful people are not more talented or gifted than you are. What I, what I, what I really see about successful people, it's not that they have more than you. Uh, it's because they believe differently than you. <laughs> Come on. They do more with what they have than what we do. They have the same things we do. I read those folks last week who started businesses with $500 and all of these types, of, but they believe something different than we believe. Come on. That's why they're successful. Mark 9, 23 says, Jesus said, if you can believe. You remember this story. This man brought his son uh, to the disciples and they couldn't cure him. Remember that story? And they brought him to Jesus and he said, listen, Jesus, you know, if you have it in your heart, if you have it in your heart, please help my son. Jesus said, if you can believe, all things are possible to those who can believe. What, what you do with what God gave you is up to you. The successful person next to you doesn't necessarily have more. They just probably did more with what they have. The fundamental key to success is what you believe. If you believe there's a glass ceiling in your life, then that's what will guide your life. If you believe that this is all you'll ever have in life, that's what will guide your life. You'll be defined by that. If you believe there are limits to what you can do, that's what you'll be defined by. 
If you believe that this is as smart as you can get, that you can't pass the class, that you can't get a promotion, that you can't do more, you're doing all that you can do, that's what you'll be defined by. If you believe that you'll always be sick because you've always been sick, that's what you'll be defined by. Come on. If you believe these things, that's what you'll be defined by. But guess what? If you believe that you'll be successful despite the circumstances, that's what you'll be defined by. If you believe that you can overcome no matter what's in front of you, that's what you'll be defined by. God is telling you this morning, only believe, only believe. And you, listen, you got to understand that if your vision isn't a little uncomfortable, then you aren't dreaming high enough. You're not dreaming big enough. If your vision, if your vision is something that you can do, if my vision is walking from here to the back of this church, I can do that, all things being equal. So how is that a vision? That's just something I can already do. If your vision isn't a little bit uncomfortable to you, then you're not dreaming big enough. Life doesn't begin, folks, till you get to the end of your comfort zone. Why? Because you have to believe. There's nothing else for you to do. You have to believe. You're going to put your hand to the plow and not look backwards. You got to believe. Even when you don't know what's in front of you, you got to believe. Stop staring up the steps and start stepping up the stairs. Come on. Let's do it. It's time for us to do it. One of the reasons I think we don't step up the stairs and we allow fear to stop us is because here's the thing. We, well, here's, here's what stops us a lot of times is we think it's all about us. Everything is about me. People are looking at me. What happens if I fail? They're going to talk about me. You know, what happens if I fail? It's going to be embarrassing. We, and we think everything is all about us. And even though what you're going through and what you're trying to accomplish is, is tough, you have to understand that you were created. We heard the word by the God who is all powerful. We sang about him this morning. Lord, you are awesome. Do you believe he's awesome? And if you do, why aren't you taking action, corresponding action to go with your faith? God said, if you believe, let's do it. Now, I know you, you feel like a smart person, and most of you are very, very smart people, uh, much smarter than I am. But I would think that the creator of the universe knows what he's talking about when he says, if you put your life in my hands and in my presence, there is a fullness of joy. And if you would just obey my words and let me abide in you, come on, you will make your own. If my words will stay in your mouth, come on, and you observe all to do that is written herein, come on, I would think he's just a little, maybe not much, but a little bit smarter than you and I. I think he would be someone that we would want to listen to. Then you will make your own way prosperous and you will have good success. Come on, somebody. But it begins with believing. It begins with believing. And we have to understand life is not all about us. I was reading about a man, Jack Ma is his name. Successful businessman, Chinese businessman. And one of the things that uh, really sucked me in uh, to this article about this man, Jack Ma, is his philosophy. You see, his philosophy is, I want to do whatever I can to make other businesses better, other people better, and other businesses successful. That's his whole philosophy. That's his motto. That's his motto. That's his philosophy. Now, how many would understand that the world would say, you can't be uh, a business success. Now, you might be a nonprofit. You might be some kind of missionary, you know, some helper, but you're not going to be successful. You're not going to be Bill Gates. 
I mean, you know, you're not going to be Oprah. You're not going to be whatever, whoever people think are successful because of money. You're not going to be that. Uh, but you, you can certainly help people, and it's noble. You want to know something? Interviewers asking him, you know, uh, that's an interesting philosophy, but wouldn't you say that you really can't? I mean, Amazon's philosophy is better. And he says, yeah, Amazon has a good business model. He said, but I want everybody to be Amazon. I don't want just Amazon. I'm trying to get everybody to be Amazon. And the guy said, that's not really a good business model, isn't it? He said, I don't know, but I'm worth $29.7 billion. <laughs> this man is worth $29.7 billion, 18th richest person in the world. And his whole philosophy is helping other people get better. So don't tell me that the kingdom way doesn't work. Don't tell me that this way doesn't work. If you just believe God's way works, you got to know that you are accountable for your gifts and you are ultimately accountable for your life. It's not about you. We think it's about us. It's not about you. But you got to believe. Come on, somebody. You got to believe. You got to take a stand and you're just going to have to say it. Listen, I believe. And whatever it takes, if I got to eat berries and drink water out of the stream, if I got to walk on a broken leg, guess what? I believe and I'm going to do it. The devil had his opportunity. The devil had me down at one time. You know, the devil had his foot on my neck at a point and it seemed like I just couldn't make it. And what I got to say about that now is the devil should have killed me while he can because now I believe. Now I believe. Come on, somebody. Now I believe. Now I see the light. Now what can you do to me? Thoughts, ideas, and suggestions. Thoughts, ideas, and suggestions. There's nothing the enemy can do to me.